Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Does anyone actually know what's going on here? I literally have no idea. Help. (laughs) We're We're 20 whatever. Hey. Hello. And welcome back to 20 Whatever. We are excited to be here. Excited that you're here. Thank you for joining us. Yes. Excited for this episode. I think this is going to bring back some nostalgia vibes for some. You know what I mean? I think this is going to be like a throwback. A little bit of a throwback episode. I definitely had to like think back to my first job for sure. I was like, like, hold on, hold on. There's been a minute. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So if you couldn't tell from the title, we are going to be talking about First jobs, work horror stories, all of those types of things. And we got a lot of those stories from you guys. You sent them in the group chat. So thank you so much. I love having the group chat. Me too. It's like our own little like private island. Yeah. yeah. All of our friends, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Like we'll just catch us in the group chat. Yeah. yeah. Like we'll see you in the group chat. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> uh, love it. Love it. Which I guess as a, as a little preamble, what was your guys' first job? Ever? Ever. Like, I'm talking lemonade stand, talking picking up dog poop. Like, what what was the first time that you were like, I would like to make some money? Yeah, I was considering when I got my W-2, but it's actually, I've made the money before then. (laughs) She's right. She's right. Yeah, yeah. The job before the job. The job before the job. The pre-job. My first one, honestly, I I was always like, I want to play cash register. I want to play cashier because I just wanted to count the money and like touch the money. So I was trying to get money from a very young age, and I would like fake take pictures of people in my family, and they would give me a dollar. Wow, I wasn't even oh, real pictures. Cute. I'd be like, click, that's a dollar. <laughs> so you were scamming people. I was a hustler back in the day. <laughs> she was yes. a you know what's funny yes. though? I was thinking about that too. I feel like from a young age, I was always want. I always liked money. I always wanted spending money, and. Right. I don't necessarily think that's something my parents put on me because my brothers, both of them were not like that. But I think from a young age, I was like, I want to buy stuff and I want to be able to buy stuff for people around me. Like, I loved being able to like be like, oh, like, let's go to the ice cream truck. Like, it's on me, guys. (laughs) I always liked that. She's like, another round. (laughs) Ice cream. Bring out those SpongeBob popsicles. Yes. Take another round, barkeep. Yeah. Like you said, you were like, I just like the touch of money. I'm like, oh, you I just like, wanted you know? to touch it. Like I wanted to count it. That's you so know? funny. Because I've always seen the movies are like licking their fingers, <laughs> which is so gross. But like, it is gross. I'm like, I know. yeah, count that money. Rubber band banks. Like I was like, 
really into it <laughs> at all. a young age young yeah. ryan young ryan and sierra were just yep. yeah couldn't so, save it to save my did life. Did you but... do like all try all of the things of like pet sitting, house sitting, lemonade stand? Yeah, like all the things you can do as a kid. Absolutely. Yeah. the same way. Yeah. Did all that because I just like needed the money. Yeah. Didn't and even I, know what I wanted to do with it. Spend it. Yes, exactly. Because <laughs> I like, wasn't saving it. That was like so not my tea. I'd get five dollars and I'd be like, Mom, you need to take me to Walmart right now. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> Walmart. And I buy whatever gum some toy like i don't even know couldn't save still struggled with the saving i can't lie <laughs> but uh she can spend real good so that's good <laughs> that's so P, funny. were you like that i don't think young 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 like i wasn't like oh i need to do a lemonade stand to get some money i think that i didn't hit that till about like 15 when i was like i want my own money because I was too young to get a job legally, like, because you have to wait 16, right? Yeah. Here in California, you have to be 16 years old. So I knew I had to wait till 16 to legally do it. And so I was like, nope, nope, nope. I, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. And so then when I was like 15 and a half, I started like interviewing oh, and things right. like that. And uh, sure as heck, they didn't care that I was not 16. And they were like, <laughs> sure, you're bilingual. That's fantastic. So that's how I got my- child labor laws? We don't know her. Yeah. <laughs> but the problem is, is now in retrospect, unpackaging, yeah. I'm like, I think- think that there were more than one labor law that had that been was broken. that was broken yeah. like like Sierra said my it wasn't my parents being like oh you should go get a job i just wanted to have my own money just to buy whatever i wanted preparing for this uh for this uh episode. podcast for this episode i was thinking back and i was like recounting and realizing all the the oopsies and i realized <laughs> that um i was always working on my breaks because I was the only mm. one on the team that actually spoke Spanish and we had walkies on. So I would be on on lunch, like in the food court or something like that. And they would walkie me to come back so I could communicate with mm. people there. And that was something that was on a regular basis. I was always used for translating. So it was great for me, but um, not great for me when I was on break. <laughs> right. Well, and also I, I'm assuming that they probably were not paying you what they should have right. to be the only bilingual person who can communicate with their customers. No, Sierra. And the worst <laughs> part is I know because I ended up chatting with one of the guys that was like on my team and he was like, oh yeah, I make like seven fifty, And I was like, oh, I make $7. How do you make 50 cents more than me? And I had worked longer than him. And worked th- more, and worked I'm more sure. than him. Right. And I couldn't believe that this guy was making more money than me. Point is, there was some unpaid uh, work. And then I also remembered that my boss would tell me, since you're under the age of 18 and we can't have you work certain hours, you need to cl- don't clock in the system, write it down and I'll clock it for you. And I will move stuff around. And now as a grown adult, I'm right. realizing how bad right all of this was yeah but that's exactly what they're counting on yes that as yeah. a young girl you kids will not, just do it yeah you'll, you'll be like well okay this is my boss and this, this is what is they're the telling work. me yeah absolutely yeah. and like i trusted mm. my main boss and i was just like okay for sure i don't want to get us in trouble well, right well the trouble was you were playing me <laughs> right yeah, playing me yeah and, yeah and also like like legally very illegal lying on me i'm lying like we're all lying in retrospect <laughs> i was like and I followed the rules. So like finding out that I was like hired, probably not as legally. Like I was 15 right. and a half and she just said I was 16 or something. And then not being able to 18 year old thing. And you're just trying to like work. Yeah. What do you know? And I just thought, you know, like when you're young, you just kind of be like, oh, well, they're not they're not trying to like do anything. I'm just bad. Like legal. Yeah. Like we're here at Aeropostale. Like this is a. <laughs> right. It feels it feels legit. You know, like right. no yeah. one right. is scamming me. Right. And like what do we really as kids like know about work right so all that stuff where they're like oh you know it's like this you're like oh yeah like this is just how like 
work goes. Like, yeah, no, I won't. I'll just send it to you, and like you'll handle it because you you know like right. what the tea is. Right. And- Cause she and they would paint it like, well, you want to work, of course. Like you don't want Paloma. It's uh, a Thanksgiving day. Like you're working through right. it. Like you don't want to leave on Black Friday. We need like you, the, and you're right. the only Spanish speaker. So to do that, we need to just break it up. You're still gonna get paid the hours. It's right. just, and I'm like, yeah, but then I could have gotten overtime, holiday pay, and like right. all this, all other, this stuff other stuff mm-hmm. that, that was not even that you could have been that you were entitled to, right? <laughs> But also that yes. you actually probably wouldn't have gone because you shouldn't have been hired to work there anyway. And that's, and that's honestly yeah. why they were like jumping through all this shit. And because- that's probably why she was like, oh, well, she's already not supposed to be here. So like, just, <laughs> yeah. throw, just throw her just, in the back, don't. <laughs> it's giving like pay under the table vibes. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of what that, and honestly, they would have had more luck with that. To be honest, to be honest. They really should have. Forget the paperwork, just pay me this, some, some cash. Some rubber band banks. <laughs> <laughs> the hustler the hustler so that was my first little you know i i, I learned how to fold t-shirts there and they are so cut to the crisp in, in my house because and i I'm learned you how to, still i do i i pride myself in how i fold laundry yeah it's pretty good it, i've seen it thank you very much it's that air out yes it yes. is it's that, it's that little touch <laughs> now that you've been folding your clothes like that for 10 years plus oh my god yeah you are so dang right no that's plus yeah 12 over 10 12 oh. years all right, well, all right. <laughs> well, before we really, really dive into the topic at hand, uh, let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsor. Today's episode of 20 Whatever is brought to you by Harper Wild. Harper Wild is one of my favorite brands. They make some of the most comfortable and functional bras I've ever tried. If you're in need of a bra and underwear refresh, Harper Wild is the place to go. They're an amazing female founded company with comfortable, high quality bras and underwear that are made to last. Harper Wild is all about pairing comfort and style hand in hand and their new cloud cotton collection does that perfectly. It's a brand new collection that just launched made from their cotton modal blend with cloud nine level softness featuring full coverage underwear all day comfort with no slippage and bralettes in trial and scoop cuts. I'm wearing the cloud cotton scoop bralette in Dune with the matching cloud cotton bikini both in a 2XL. They come in sizes extra small to 4XL. The quality is great. The material is so soft, so comfy. I love the fit of this bra. The fuller coverage cups and thick supportive straps and the hooks in the back give amazing wire-free support. And I couldn't possibly do a Harper Wild sponsor without taking a second to rave about the Bliss Bralette. My holy grail bra, a 10 out of 10. Comfortable, it's supportive. It is perfect for all day wear. On top, I'm wearing the Cloud Cotton Scoop Bralette in the color Dune in a size medium. This seriously feels like a t-shirt specifically for my boobs. I'm wearing the Cloud Cotton High Waist Boy short in black in a size large. These are the perfect lounge shorts that aren't overly loose, but just tight enough to keep that comfy feel. Next, I'm wearing the same cloud cotton scoop bralette in a size medium, but in black. What's better than your favorite piece of clothing? Your favorite piece of clothing in black. Last, but always a first for me, is their number one bestseller, the Bliss Bralette. I'm wearing this one in a size medium and in the color succulent. I have started collecting these and I cannot get enough. On top, I'm wearing the cloud cotton scoop bralette with the matching cotton bikini bottom in indigo. Both of these pieces are so soft and cloud-like. I love the material. My favorite part is the adjustable back that you can't even feel is there. The bralette is a large and I got the bottom in a size medium. I'm also wearing the cotton triangle bralette in black with the matching cloud cotton high-waisted boy short. On top, the bralette is a size large and the boy shorts in a medium. Amazing quality on both pieces. My favorite part is how comfy and confident I feel in both of these. I have heard the girls rave about the Bliss bralette and let me tell you, it meets the hype. I'm wearing the Bliss bralette in earth in a size large and it is one of the softest materials 
products I have ever tried on. It is so soft, I may never take it off. Harper Wild also created the first bra recycle program. Every order comes with a bag that you can send out with your old bras and underwear and they'll recycle it for you. In addition to their amazing products, we love that Harper Wild lifts up ladies in every way. They donate 1% of their proceeds to Girls Inc., which provides mentorship and educational programming for girls six through 18. Harper Wild, thank you for supporting us and giving us the most amazing bras and undies from the new Cloud Cotton Collection. Check out Harper Wild from the link in our description and use our code 20whatever for 15% off your order. Thank you, Harper Wild. Now back to the episode. I honestly cannot believe that 10 plus, I mean, 10 plus years. Uh, wow. Life, time flies yeah. when you're having fun or panicking, whatever. Yeah. Or sleeping in the back room on Black Friday. Or that, <laughs> as you've told us before. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I've, I've mentioned on the pod before, like yeah. they had me doing some crazy things. It, they were like, oh, just sleep in the back and then clock off and then clock back in. So you were you just like, okay, like, yeah, that makes sense. Or did you have a moment of like, that's maybe not. There, I think that that's <laughs> it. I, it shows why there are child labor laws and why mm-hmm. these are real. But because I, I can recall being a child and not ever thinking like this is wrong because I had managers. I had people. Adults. Adults. Like yeah. I was super young and they were like telling me and I didn't think that they would guide me in a wrong way. So if they were like, Paloma, like you are. And they, you know, I don't think they were bad people. I well, think that I, they were I, just really trying to keep. And they needed you. They, and, and they praised you for the things that you were able to do. Absolutely. They're like, you can do these things like no one else can do. We really need you. Right. And like what? I, me at 15, like, <laughs> period. And Right. I'm I am needed. so important. I'm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like even how they, they'd phrase it and they'd tell you where they're like, oh, we only have a certain amount of hours for this week. So if we could just let, roll those over to the next paycheck, because if not, that messes me up because I'm only allowed to pass this much out. But it's like, we have someone coming. Also, that's not my problem. That, it's not my problem. But I as a team player was like, oh my God, you're so right. The VP is coming to check us and I'm doing this and I have to make sure the mannequins are that and I will take a nap in the back and then I'll wake up and get ready. But you were paying me $7. Yeah, right. (laughs) Like I was really overworked and underpaid, but you know, and that's just what happens when you just, I think are a young one working in there and you just get a little taken advantage of. So you were 15, Mm -hmm. 15. What was your first, like not us as kids, you know, trying to hustle and make a buck like job? From what I can remember, and I honestly could be wrong because memories, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it was when I worked at Menchie's, which is like a frozen yogurt like chain. And that was like the summer I graduated high school. Okay. So like I had like summer camp jobs, you know, and I taught dance and stuff like that. But all of that was like under the table and like not really like real. I didn't have like set hours. I wasn't clocking in and like doing all this stuff. But like clocking in and having a w-2 and like all of that was when i worked at menchie's and it was just frozen yogurt and it was chill nobody really did anything i had samples for days <laughs> especially if it was raining nobody would come in right mm. so i'd just be standing there i'm like looking around i'm like well it's Reese's- giving it's giving a sample right now yeah reese's peanut butter cups <laughs> and mm-hmm. like all the toppings mm-hmm. nice. yeah and it was so easy and so fun and at one point i had a manager that was like we became like really good friends and I remember I was like, oh, I, I want to go to New York for two weeks. <laughs> I'm also like 21. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to go to New York for two weeks. And she was like, okay, well, that's a long time. Are you going to get someone to cover your shift? I was like, honestly, barely anybody works here. <laughs> so there's not there's really anybody no to, cover to cover the shift. Can you cover it? And she was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And my parents Aww. thought that I had like quit my job. Like they didn't believe. That you that I was yeah. actually able to like get two weeks off. They were like, "Did you quit your job?" And I'm like, "No." They're like, "You're lying." I'm like, "I'm not." My <laughs> boss is just cool as hell. Like, sorry. Yeah. 
It was really, honestly, super easy. Great job, though. Loved it. That yeah. is so cool lit. that she was so chill with oh, you. Oh, she was so chill. I cannot say the same for my arrow. They would also guilt me into taking a day off. Like, because I worked independent learning program, so like I could work, mm. I could work the nine a.m. shift when we right. o- so I would open. I would work Monday through Friday and open and stuff like that. But then when I wanted, it was I remember, I still remember so vividly the Red Hot Chili Peppers were playing at the Super Bowl, and I never ever asked for a day off. And I remember the night before I had to do a whole set. Like I worked the night before from closing and redid the entire room, and then I told and I had told my boss like I'm not coming in tomorrow. Like I told you not to schedule me. You ended up scheduling me but I told you I have a party and you know that I'm here every other day but this day right. and she guilted me and guilted me and was like you're Ugh. not a team player it was giving Abby Lee Miller kind of vibe no. like I swear so she really that, what's, what's that sound you're staying here until the dance is done and you're <laughs> replaceable yes I was oh told God. like I was replaced and I was just like Oh my gosh. And I still remember the amount of, I wish I would have just like, and that is such a, I was 15. I didn't need the money. I should have just been like, fuck it. Forget you. And I'm not coming in. I wish I would have had that in me. Cause, but I was like, oh my God, if I quit my job, they're going to tell the rest of my bosses for the rest of my life, right? Like, right, that's how that permanent works. record vibes. That's, that's how that works, the right? permanent record is a scam. Yes. Can we talk about that? Let's talk about it. Because that was like the ultimate manipulation tool in school. Yeah, permanent record. any extracurricular job. Mm-hmm. Yep. Your permanent record. Your permanent rec- record. And everyone's going to know that you failed science. What? What's the permanent record? What is it? What's on there? Where is it? If I ditched class, is it on there? <laughs> Paloma drank alcohol at 17. That's on my record. Would not work on the Super Bowl in 2010. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> what? Like, where did that, was it, was it a thing? Like, was a permanent record, like, actually a thing? And, like, then it just, like, became irrelevant? Or is a permanent record they mean for, like, legally, criminals? Like, yeah, yeah. I think that that's what they're referencing. I, I think... It mostly has to do with the fact that, that you wanted a good reference when you left and you wanted mm. all of those extra hours. You worked on all those things to like mean something. Right. And they could threaten to not give you a good win. They could threaten to not be a reference to A, B, and C, which is like in a lot of states illegal that if someone calls, they're just verifying your employment. They can't right. actually be like, they were the worst. Right. Because it's illegal really? for them to say so. I didn't know that. At least in California. I didn't know that either. Me like so scared. I'm like, I don't want to put like... So and so because like they're gonna say I was terrible blah blah blah. Well, but, like, that's why I was your reference for so long. That's true. We'll get into that. I want to hear Sarah. That's we true. Should, but we should chat. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. What was your first job? <laughs> My first job. It was not like a W-2, but I actually made really good money in the South. I paid for my first car. I got my soccer referee certification when I was 14. A referee? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I would bucks. ref the club games. So oh, not, fun, yeah. not rec, but the club games for the younger kids. Now, this was honestly like a dream come true for me because it was an absolute power trip and I made great <laughs> money for like not a ton of work. It was Amazing. If you are a teenager and you are looking for a weekend job, get your referee certification. So the game is like an hour, right? You come 20 minutes before you say maybe 10 minutes after. So it's like an hour and a half of work. And I'd get if I was the sideline ref with the flag, I'd get like 30 bucks for the game, which for an hour. Yeah. Amazing. Right. And then for the younger games, they just have one ref in the center. And I would so I would get to keep all the money. It's the same amount. Whether it's split between. So I could go to a soccer tournament, ref like six straight games, and walk away with like a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. Wow. So I my first car was, I think, $3,000. And so I was able to, over a couple years, working on the weekends at these soccer tournaments, save up money. And 
the power that I experienced in this and job. And you were the ref. And as a teenager with authority issues, God. being told that you are God to these two teams. <laughs> and it wasn't the kids, right? The kids were super sweet. But there would always be a mm. coach or a parent yep. or a grown man on the sideline acting a type of way. And, you know, I think in this ref certification course, they really hammered home, like, you have the authority to eject people if you feel unsafe, da 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 Especially because it's a lot of younger kids, you know, maybe they don't feel empowered to do that. Oh, I felt empowered. <laughs> the way that I would kick full grown men off of the field. No. That is so I, funny. It was so fun. At 14 years old, I remember, you know, this parent's giving me a hard time. I'm sure thinking, I'm not going to do anything. I come up on the sideline. I, sta I stand next to him. I'm like, look, buddy. <laughs> me at 14. Look, Stop. buddy. Stop. <laughs> Sierra, the rest. I'm like, if you say one more thing, I will eject you and you will leave. And he's like, you can't do that. I'm like, out, out, gone, leave. <laughs> so fun. <laughs> oh, my God. They gave young Sierra so much it was power. Too, too much. much. Too much. She's like, I just want to eject. Tripping. Yeah, yeah. She's like egging the guys to eject. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, listen here, buddy. If you don't simmer down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but honestly, I feel like I did, because of that, command a lot of respect. Mm -hmm. And so I it ended up being a pretty easy job. And yeah. it was fun. And as I played competitive soccer, so most of my weekends I was hanging at the field anyways. Right. And you like knew the rules and I, stuff. You were like, I know, I know what's going on here. Yes. Did and you ref a fair, like, were you a fair ref? I do. I do believe I was a fair ref. Yes. Good. Some, <laughs> I hey, there's some corrupt refs. Right, right, right. I know. Was there any parents being like, I, I got a lot of money on this I'm one. Like, were you betting on the games? No, but, <laughs> but they would try to intimidate me. Really? And I think starting off the game too. And that's where I pretty quickly would be like this. <laughs> mm -mm. No. Get them off, um, get them off yeah. my field. My field. <laughs> I think they looked at me and thought they could intimidate me. And right. then pretty clearly I was like, yeah, two can play this game. <laughs> also, what's crazy is they're trying to intimidate you on a game where there's like six-year-olds playing year -olds, soccer. Yeah. No crazy oh they take that shit serious my bro I know my do. brother was an intense soccer player too and so i spent my weekends at the field and which by the way my mom tried to get me into that ref thing because she was like look at the ref look at the refs and we ended up finding out that brothers made a lot of money and so right. there was a part but i was like to spend more time at this soccer field right. i went off myself right, yeah, <laughs> it was now, fun too because three of my friends on my team we did the certification course together it was like mm. over the course of a weekend and then we would sign up for the same tournament so sometimes we'd be on the same games but even if we weren't, if we had, you know, 30 minutes between games, we'd all go get food together. There'd always be booths and food trucks. And it was fun. Yeah. Did you say you did club? Yes. So what's the difference between club and rec? So rec is anyone can sign up and you get assigned a team and you play for a season. Okay. And club is it's you like try, out, try out. Right? Oh, okay, okay, okay. They, to put it in theater terms, you audition. They right. cast a team. Yeah. Everyone has their roles, right? <laughs> there are maybe some understudies. Right. Um, and bench then players. Bench players. <laughs> Those are called swings, Ryan. Swings, <laughs> yes. Yep. Um, and then you travel around and play teams from oh, yeah. other cities. So like our city had two club teams. So like, yeah, we'd play each other, but mostly we'd like go all over, you know, San Diego and play. Right. And it was really fun. I really, really Did you ever it. travel for it or just travel for when you were playing? Uh, just traveled locally. Mm -mm. Like we never flew anywhere. We okay. weren't like a high level competitive team. We were like pretty mid tier. There was like six tiers. I think we were like But third. still traveling yeah. from, from, from like field to field is something like yeah. I knew that like was a thing when you're not on your like in your space. Like right. you're going somewhere. Game or away yeah. games. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And we occasionally had uh, tournaments that were far enough away that we had to stay in a hotel and that was like the time of our lives. I was yeah. going to say that shit. 
We would play. I remember. I remember playing like uh, tag in an embassy suites with the glass elevators and seeing the girls going up in the yeah. glass elevator, being like, "I'm gonna get you." It was <laughs> yes. so fun. Yes. But yeah, so refereeing was my first job where I made substantial money. Um, and then overlapping with that, I started working at the theater that I did shows with. Oh yes, mm. yes. So I was just around all the time because that's what I liked to be at the theater. And then like P, I did independent studies, so. You know, the director would send out a text of like, hey, we're going to organize the costume shop this Tuesday, 10 a.m. Who's going to go? No one. Everyone's in school, but I'm going to go. Right. Um, And so I pretty quickly positioned myself as like the do anything girl. Mm. You know, I'll be anywhere. I'll do anything. Whatever you want me to do, I'm game. Which now looking back, I do think I was taken advantage of. When, yeah. you, when you become that girl, they know you'll do anything, girl. Yeah. yeah. But at the same yeah. time, I really did love that job. Mm-hmm. It started with... Just like volunteering, going and helping because I wanted to be there. And then I was helping with the costume so much. They were like, well, why don't you become the costume assistant? So I like organized the costume room. I would help with fittings. And then from there, I started doing stage management from the youth for the youth shows. And then that all kind of culminated with me becoming the assistant producer of their youth branch, mm. which was really cool and special. But I look back and I'm like, Yeah, I was never allowed time off. Like if I was like, hey, three weeks in advance, I would like to go to Disneyland this day or go to a birthday party. It was like, not even like you're working that day. I was like, well, I need you to be available in case Mm, I need you to work. That's tough. I look back on that job with a lot of fondness, but there is some stuff where I'm like, I was really taken advantage of, but it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like with theater specifically, because this is just like kind of where I, I know things and dance stuff, it's hard because a lot of that stuff is really emotional and really like family vibes and that's where they're like we're a fam like we're a family you know we take care of each other we help each other out we do this thing and it's like no for sure except um i still need a day off yeah right like i I totally i'm here for you but you're using this like we're a family to like coerce me into like working yeah yeah well and i i'm sure you felt like this too with teaching dance and working in the theater oh yeah it is like I felt like if I don't perform well in my job, I won't be cast well Mm. in the next show. Yep. So there was that overlap of if I do everything perfectly in my job, that will earn me favor with the director and get me a better position in the show. Yeah. And so there was a lot of like blurred lines, but also through that, I got to be a youth counselor for their summer drama camps, which was so fun. So honestly, fun. sounds like a dream. I, I honestly want sounds, to do that right now. Yeah, yeah. that's so, it, yeah. you know, like I could see myself about ten so, years just being a theater counselor. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, yeah. There was times when I was teaching like younger like dance classes, but also at the studio that I was taking classes at. So they would kind of be like, "Oh, well, you need to be like dancing all day anyway, so you might as well." And I'm like, "Right, but like me training and me teaching is like not." the same mm-hmm. yeah but i was like well if i don't then they're gonna think that i'm like not training committed yeah, yeah. I'm not like in the studio doing the thing and like trying to like get better and all this stuff and i was like for sure but also like i also want to do like regular stuff and not be teaching five-year-olds ballet like this sucks yeah like that's not training for you no 
I'm like, I'm like, do your uh, uh, first position. I'm like, this isn't helping me at all. Like, I already know what we're doing here. Did you feel at all this like, well, everyone else here would love to work here. So you're lucky to be here because I felt like, oh, yeah, because so many of the other theater people would be there just hanging out and volunteering their time. It was like, well, I'm actually getting paid. And it was Mm -hmm. a little power trippy, too. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it was a little power trippy, too. I was like, well, I'm like a teacher. So, (laughs) so. (laughs) I'm gonna take my class. So you better point your toe. Yeah. Yeah. So it was definitely like that. And I did, and I and I think the staff, like the adult staff, was like really cool with me, which also, you know, when you're a teenager or like young, like that like means so much for people of authority to be like, hey girl, like blah, 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 like you're part of that now. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So that was like really the driving force of it all. And like at sometimes I really did like it. Like I loved being at the studio. I loved dance and I loved doing all of that. And so it was fun. Like you said, like I had a lot of a lot of fondness, but like there was just shit that I did that I didn't need to be doing. Did you feel like kind of with P's job where there was definitely some illegal stuff going on that there was any like shadiness or illegal like as an underage person oh, that yeah. you were? Yeah. I mean, I was paid under the table. So because I didn't, there was no like contracts or anything like there was no rules. Like yeah. it was just vibes. <laughs> And it worked out because I, honestly, sometimes I already had to be there. I already had to be there for a rehearsal or a class or something else. Like, so it just kind of was like, oh, well, you're here. You have, do you have dance? You have what? You have hip hop in an hour. Like, just can maybe, can you stay and like do this thing, do this thing? And I'm like, for sure. Otherwise I would have left and like maybe gone to get something to eat or like just taking a break or like anything. But they're like, oh, you have, you have class in an hour. Like, just. But just, I think that that's the magic word. Can you just, and and with work, I don't just do something. I do (laughs) it. doing it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And when I'm not being paid, it's like, I'm not just. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, I wouldn't choose to do this (laughs) with my free time. Right. Um, Let's pull a group chat submission. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, so this story, it's, she says in the message that it is ongoing. So she put her name, but I don't, she didn't specify if she wanted to be anonymous, which, when you guys are texting the group chat, which uh, we'll put the number up here, let us know. If if you include your name, we can read it. If you want it to be anonymous, that's fine too. For this situation, we'll call her, we'll call her Katie. Katie, you know who you are. Okay. So Katie says, I'm currently in my first job, so these stories are recent and ongoing. I work in an industry that statistically is female dominated, but my experience has been far from inclusive. My peers are made of almost entirely less experienced women in their 20s. Management is exclusively middle-aged men. Ooh, that's mm. a bad combo. Yep, yep. <laughs> this dynamic has been toxic to say the least. Fair. Right. Our bosses frequently, oh. Mm. Ugh. Our bosses frequently discuss the length of women's skirts. Ew. Demean us for being young and naive and constantly make inappropriate comments, quote, because they aren't PC around here end quote. There's an incredibly high turnover rate. Yeah. Right. (laughs) I wonder why. And yet they perpetually blame the ex-employee for any issues. The biggest red flag of all, there's no HR. I wish I had known just how much they lied to me in my interview, but the sad reality of the job market is that young, less experienced women like me don't always have opportunities to leave toxic work environments. Looking forward to finding a new role that enables me to succeed and embraces everything about me including that I am a young woman. In the meantime, I choose to find the positives, laugh it off when I can, and build character and thick skin on the daily. Dude, Katie, that is some real shit. Real shit, dude. And that's bad. Dude, as soon as she was like, 
And our higher ups are mostly middle aged men. I said, ah, wrap it up. We got to go. Yeah. Mm. We got to go. And, and I love what she said about I hope I can find a place that values me because I am a young woman. Yeah. Because that is a perspective and an experience that so many like older companies need. Yeah. That's not a negative. Mm-hmm. That's not something to be talked down to and demeaned about. That's yeah. like, okay, you're young, you're fresh, you have this perspective that we may not have. And that's also why leadership needs to be reflective of the people who are working. Yes. I don't understand, like, I understand, like, trying to, like, keep it keep it in the, the circle or whatever, I guess. But, like, if I had a business that I wanted to grow with everyone, all the generations, I don't know how I would even sit there and let leave my lips, like, we, we old heads know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand how that works at all. If I'm trying to build a business and grow and make money or whatever the case is, I'm like, let's hire this fresh out of college, like super, super excited, whatever. I want to hear what they have to say because they're living that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. I don't get that at all. I'm like, don't you want to succeed? I don't. Yeah. They yeah. shouldn't be looking at that. They're young females. And I'm like living the life that you are trying to sell to. Yeah. Hello. You were trying to sell to me, so maybe listen to what I have to say. Well, and Katie even said it's a typically female-dominated industry. How right, can, as a man, right. you work in a leadership position in a female-dominated industry mm-hmm. and come at your team with that kind of misogyny? Mm-hmm. Talking right. about skirt lengths and yeah. right. not being PC. Like, right. like I said, red flag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Truly. I mean, and that she, means I just don't care. And she also said the turnaround mm. was like yeah. fast, which yeah. means like no one ever even stays there. Yeah. I'm like, why is that? Why are you just shuffling through employees? Because they don't care. No. They they feel, what it is, is they feel invincible. Right. They feel like that that can't come back to them. Right. Yeah. And and they think that the other people are the problem, which is why she referenced saying the ex people, the ex people that work there are yeah. the problem. Yeah. So they're, they just think that way. It's the people that keep coming in and, oh, we just don't find the right person that's yeah. just like me, I guess. I don't know. Honestly, that kind of sounds like we had a boss. Back in back in the day, not even that long ago, truly, like two years ago. And before Paloma started working there, I was working there alone. And she she would say a lot of things that were just truly cracked. But a lot was like, oh, we just need to move this person over here because they just don't know what they're doing. Or like, oh, like we just need to like change the whole system because it's not working. And it's like you are literally the problem. Yeah. And it was like a smaller business and it was woman owned. So it was like. It should have been a really cool experience. It really should have been, but it was terrible. Mm-hmm. Ugh, traumatic. Sorry. When I, uh, I haven't said this on the internet. When I met her, I met, she was like the head boss. I met her and it was during 2020. So it was like very peak COVID. And so she was like in town and I was like, we can meet in this parking lot and just like, you can stand at your car and I can stand at my car and we can just like meet. Mm-hmm. otherwise because it was a virtual job like it was work from home like we we would never have met ever at any, at yeah. any point she just so happened she just to so be happened, in San Diego she just so happened time. to be in San Diego and so I was like let's meet up we can chat in person get to know each other whatever and I'd already been hired so it was like whatever we were talking we're chatting she's like oh do you want to like go over to this like McDonald's and get like an ice cream and just like whatever and I was like yeah vibes whatever we walk to the McDonald's and we're like sitting on the bench. It was like blocked off. Like there was like caution tape, but there was like no one there. So we just kind of sat there. We didn't sit next to each other. We just kind of like sat at the tables. And then an employee came out and was like, hey, you guys like can't sit here or whatever. And I was like, oh, like, sorry, like we'll leave or whatever. 
red flag, red flag, red flag. She was like, well, we're, we're just sitting here. Like, we're not doing anything. And I was like, and, and I was just like sitting there. And they were like, no, right. Like, hear that. But you can't. And this was like COVID, COVID. as fuck. Like, it was like June. Yeah. Yeah. 2020. Like, it was like for real. And um, she, the, the employee was like, you just can't. And she was like, well, we're not even doing anything. Like, we're just, and it just kind of started to get a little like, her tone just started to get a little mm-hmm, heightened and a little mm-hmm, nasty. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, God, like, not this. Not this Karen right now. Yeah. And then, this is just the icing on the cake. It was oh, no. so tragic. The employee was like, if you don't leave, like, we're going to have to, like, we're going to have to, like, call somebody. And she, and they were like, we're going to have to, like, call the cops or whatever. And I was like, nope. nope. <laughs> and like I said, let me reiterate, it was summer 2020. We all know what was going down. And I'll leave it at that. And I was like, no, absolutely not. Like, I'm freaking out. Now I'm like, feel so unsafe. I'm not like, this is not it. And she was like, well, what are you going to do? You can call call him. Call the cops. I was like, I'm out. (laughs) I'm out. I was like, like, no, no, we're going to go. So sorry. So unnecessary. Whatever. What a crazy hill to die on. Mm-hmm. That McDonald's for that- some McDonald's ice cream, bro. You were gonna put my life at stake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, over some ice cream. Yeah. Oh my god. Yo. No, it was really like it was her asking. We'll call the cops. I said, and and you know what, ma'am, that that was like a for real. Like I was like, oh, you're like a real, like you're a real life Karen. Yeah. Like that was like me in real time. Like, oh, you aren't scared of what the potentials could be. Because that doesn't affect you at all. Right. Mm-hmm. You said, bring the cops. I said, I have to go. Mm-hmm. Right. And she didn't even think about how that could nope. affect you. Yeah. Nope. Not even in the slightest. And I was like, holy shit, this is crazy. But then when I was like, no, no, no. Sorry. Everyone called the dogs off. Like, no. I got up and she was she was like, mm, like, follow my lead or whatever. And then we went back over to the, like the other parking lot and just stood there. And I was like, this is the most cracked situation I've ever seen. You having in. to apologize for it. Like to yeah. the late, like I'm so yeah. sorry. Please ignore my boss. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So so insane. And that was me meeting her. I hadn't even started the job yet. And honestly, I should have known that it was going to be literally hell for a year. I think I was with her for a year and a half, and I was like, this is delusion, cracked. Yeah, it, it wasn't. Good. We've talked about her hiatus. Remember, we talked yes! about that one time. She, she just ran like, away left. To Bali and she was like, or something? Don't call me. Nobody call me. No one say anything. And we're like, your business is falling apart. Like everyone's quitting. And she's yeah. like. Uh, Sierra, <laughs> she promised me that when she got back from her trip, she was going to promote me and pay me all the stuff because I had stuck around and I didn't get fired and oh, I don't know what she promised me. And she came back and fired oh, everyone. everyone. Yeah, she, she, we were really trying to like make it work. Like, and there's obviously so much that we're just like not going to talk about because like it, we just can't, we don't have the time. Yeah. But crazy things and like the systems changing like every day. She would every make day. us go on Zoom. And work on Zoom for hours, so she could watch so she us could work. Watch us work because I'm not because she didn't believe she didn't that believe we that not. we were working. So that's delusional. There was like seven of us that's on a Zoom, on Zoom, on Zoom, and guess working. what? I, and guess what? I didn't do work. I was like, I'm not doing this. I'm me texting. Oh my god, me. I have to pee. The Gone craziest thing, like, and, and and she would just be like, cameras on. Cameras I want to see. Like, if we, I'd be like, I might. Well, shouldn't she be doing work instead of trying to watch you guys do work? I mean. Sierra said it. I mean, <laughs> no, it, as, no, absolutely. Like, Our boss was should have been working rather than telling it us was, what to do. It was really, it was really crazy. And then she fired everybody like out of nowhere. Like it was, it was the craziest work. And I think I now she had. lives in South Africa. Yep. So well, good for her, I guess. <laughs> yeah. No, I know it's it's just like life. 
is so interesting uh, and insane. how it changes and work. And it's interesting how that was like our job. Like we had to report to this woman every single and we, day. And, and what was crazy is that we knew that like she was delusional, which was crazy. We were like, you're yelling at us for like crazy things. But like in real life, everyone's looking at you like you are crazy. Right. And you're like, you guys, and all of us, all of the employees are like, mm-hmm, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, oh my gosh. Such a hot mess. Mm-mm. Such Mm-mm. a hot mess. Crazy, crazy things. Crazy things. But it just, anyway. it, I, I think that all of this just kind of shows you where it's like, you're put in situations where, like, even this girl was saying, it's like, you can't do anything. There's you're like, I you have to do. pay bills. I have yeah. to make money and I have to kind of tolerate it. And yeah. it's like, even when you see the red flags, you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm seeing this red flag. But do you know what's but worse is I can't pay my can rent. Can I afford to, like, quit this job? Can I afford to, like, make a, a, a like a fuss about this? And we, we, we said that, uh, like, people don't often have the ability yeah. to just be like, well, my boss is treating me bad, so I got to go. So I quit. <laughs> You're like, oh, girl. You got to deal with some stuff, which sucks. And and that's why it's like really important for things like HR or things like inclusive hiring and stuff like that, because it's easy to get bulldozed over. Oh, yeah. Like, it's so easy. And it happens every day, everywhere. Well, and then you give an inch and they take a mile. Right. You show up one time and then all of a sudden, you know, they're you're the one that they're going to call when... But right, Sarah, you always right. say yes. Exactly. You're, you're, you're a you can do it, girl. Right. And like, and yep, they, yep, and they yep. honestly, no one like, can do it like you do. Yeah, yeah, they really frame it in a way. It's like, but I know I can trust you. Like, yep. I, and they, they even like, it's, it's so it's manipulative. Like so manipulative. It's so yes. manipulative. And when uh, you're, and when you're young, it just, uh, I mean, like, that's all you ever really want when you're young too, is for somebody to like value yeah, the things that you do. Important. Yeah, yeah, and be important. Yeah. yeah. So was that your most recent job? before well because you were still working with me during that when it was kind of yes. like the crossover yes and then i got another job okay you got another i one got after another that. job that was insane it was great it was great it was for an alcohol brand which i simply loved um but it was just it was a startup there was a lot of money in the startup but it was a startup so i was doing like so many things i shouldn't have been doing and i was so stressed out and that's when i was able to like leave that job and like do like social media and do Chelsea stuff like full time. I was like blessed because I drowning. Yeah, I can't do it. I would. Yeah, the the panic attacks. Yeah, that this poor girl Daily. during that job. Like she would, we would be in rehearsal for High School Musical, and she'd be like, "My boss is calling." It's a Saturday. It's at a 10 Saturday. O'clock. Yeah, and she's like, "My boss is calling me." I'm like, "Don't answer the phone. We are yeah. literally in. It's a Saturday, and we're in the You're middle of the yeah. clock. You're off the clock." And yeah. she, but but if not, it's like, why didn't she pick up the phone? Yeah. And, it's and, like, and like startup vibes, you know, it's mm-hmm. just like startup it, vibes. It's you like you know, you assess the situation. You're like, okay, there's probably only five of us here. There's so many jobs that need to be done. We have investors like throwing money at us. Like we have to get this stuff done. And like, while I acknowledge that, I don't think I really knew that that was going to be required of me. And I was so, so overwhelmed. And like, I was like, I am not like, this is not okay. Like I can't do it. I simply can't do it. That's awful. Yeah. Like, but they were right, really right. nice and I liked them a lot. And, yeah. and I liked to drink the I liked drinking yeah. their alcohol and it was good. <laughs> yeah. And, and so it sucked. So I was really sad leaving them as like people. And like I really believed in the brand. But like I was like, I can't do this job. I can't yeah. do it. Like I'm going to do a bad job because yeah. I'm like so stressed. Yeah. And I was. I was doing a bad job. I really was. It's those jobs that like hurt to leave, you know, like there yeah. are those certain jobs where you're like, I don't hate this job. It's like leaving the people and leaving you yeah. feels like an end of an era where you're like, yeah. That's how I felt when I decided to stop teaching voice lessons Mm. because after I left that job at the theater to go to college and then while I was in college, 
I got a job as a party princess and I got a job teaching voice lessons. I have to hear about so these party the, princesses. The, the party I, princess? know, I know you have stories. Princess parties are crazy. Dude, Kids are there crazy. There is no drama like being a birthday party princess. <laughs> Let me tell you that. And that's but tea. That that's job tea. was not hard to leave. But the, the voice lessons really was. You know, I got to the point where I was YouTube had really taken off. It had been a couple months of like really consistent good income from YouTube. And I was in school and I was teaching voice lessons. And it was like, okay, I don't need this money from voice lessons anymore to live. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm making enough from YouTube, but this is guaranteed income. You know, with YouTube, I don't right. Who I knows? Don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is guaranteed hours every week. And I really loved the kids. Yeah. There oh. was some like weird drama politics with the studio sometimes but the kids were really amazing and Mm. it was really hard to leave Mm. but i think it was i mean i think i made a right i mean it's giving you probably made the right choice yeah but i held on to that probably longer than i should have where i was working too much i was freaking out i was crying i was staying up in you know the middle of the night trying to finish all the things i had to finish right and it was like okay eventually something's got to give but did i ever tell you about when I was working at that uh, as the vocal instructor and one of the studios I was working with, they like basically tried to like scam me into becoming a piano teacher. No. Well, not scam me, but scam the parents. I didn't no. tell you about that. No. I'll keep it short because, you know, we have more that we want to talk about, more we want to do from the group chat stories. But um, essentially, as a vocal instructor, I taught voice lessons as that is what <laughs> I do. Uh-huh. And when I would do, you know, the vocal warm-ups, I would play on the piano to, you know, do the scales and whatever else. I can't play piano. I can just, you know, do the scales. Do the scales. Right. I can fiddle around a little bit. I know right. a little bit. The the owner of the studio was like, "Hey, there's this woman who wants, you know, to do voice and music lessons for her kids. So I thought it would be great if we can just do it all in one block. So you'll do like three voice lessons and then two piano lessons and then another voice lesson." And I was like, "Oh, who's the piano teacher?" And he's like, "Well, I figured you could do it." And I was like, "Oh, no, no, I'm so sorry if this was a miscommunication. Like, I don't play piano." And he's like, "Well, I I hear you in there. Like you're like fiddling around." I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm fiddling around. Yeah, I, yeah, but I can't play. <laughs> right, and I am not at all trained in the piano. Just as a singer, you know how to pluck out notes. And he's like, "But they're like eight. I feel like it's enough." And I, that was, I think, an, an experience where had I been younger, because I was like twenty, twenty-one at this point. Mm. Had I been younger, I would have been like, "Well, okay, okay, right." Sure. I, and I straight up was just like, "I do not feel comfortable with that." Uh, right. Period. And he was receptive to that. He was like, "Okay, yeah, well." No, I'll just tell them they have to go somewhere else. I think kind of thinking I'd be like, no, wait, I'll do it. I'm not teaching piano. I don't know how I to play. I don't play piano. Right, right, right. <laughs> Could you imagine? Yeah. Where, well, ju- where where would just you for begin? Them, well, just for them to turn around and be like, your piano teacher is an idiot. <laughs> doesn't know how to play. They're like, she doesn't know how to play. And they're like, <laughs> they're no, like, correct. It, it seems like you're, you know, learning from the voice <laughs> lessons, but the piano, all she's having you do is play Mary Had a Little Lamb. <laughs> and the scales. And the scales. <laughs> scales. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And uh, what is it? Heart and soul. Do, 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 do. Oh, yeah. That would have been the whole lesson. Do, 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 do. And she just yeah. teaches the kid the. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Sierra's got the other part because she's like, I don't even know how to explain that. Yeah. I just hit it with this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. That, I feel like that definitely would have been an easy way to get manipulated into doing it. Yeah. I just feel like you had to. But that story just shows you how many people have probably taught something and just that they don't, don't, that they don't, don't know. know what they're doing. Like for that owner. Well. 
Oh. I've done it. Uh, I've done What have you taught? Oh, I haven't taught things, but I've been, definitely done things that I didn't know what I was doing. But they said do it. I said, okay, well. Were you giving tap lessons out here? I, I did give tap lessons. <laughs> I did. I did. I did. I did. Basic tap, beginner. She's like the step falap. Yeah, falap. <laughs> That's the hardest thing. You got to get the falap and the t- and the and the ball step. change. Yes. <laughs> okay, and that that's enough for thirty minutes of then. Then you go home. <laughs> yeah. And they're eight years old. And so they're so eight. That's all so they that need took, to know. takes me five hours to get them to not to stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> Sign up for piano lessons with Sierra. <laughs> tap dance. <laughs> well, should should we bring in another uh, group chat yes, submission? Yes, yes, yes. I have another one here from Paige. I work as a lifeguard at my local gym, and I have had many failed talking stages with my coworkers, which have led to a lot of awkward shifts and conversations with my managers. Ooh, girl, yeah, mixing yeah, with work and love. That's not good. Love, I promise you. Um, I thought I had learned my lesson, but then... <laughs> Me, oh, girl. But then the hottest guy on my team asked me out on a date and a date on Valentine's Day. We went on a few dates and he ended up being a horrible kisser. I also found out later that he was eight years older than me. I was newly 18 at the oh, time no. in parentheses. No. I ghosted him and narrowly avoided working with him for weeks. Thankfully, he got a real big boy job a few weeks later and I haven't seen him since. I now avoid men at work altogether. Melty emoji. <laughs> Yeah. Work. Yeah. Working work co- relationships. That couldn't get a little dicey. Did you guys have any workplace relationships? No, I knew better. Yeah. I like knew, like, even if I was like, oh, he's cute. That's awesome. Move on because I'm not going to bring that into the workplace. Yeah, me either. I'm not because I had that head on my shoulders. I just, uh, I just like to flirt. So, and yeah. there was like so many, everyone was cute. So I was like, if I get a boyfriend or whatever, then I can't. Fuck around. <laughs> oh, so, that's why I didn't get a boyfriend. Cause, yeah. Because yeah. you got to have your work for Because I wanted to like flirt around. And then never, no, no, we didn't date. Nobody ever dated, but I was flirting. Well, I didn't everyone. know we were chatting about flirting because I definitely was I was doing flirting with that. everybody. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm not well, going to lie. Well, sitting no, lie yeah, here to you. Yeah, yeah. Because it, listen, a little workplace flirt kind of goes. That's where I'm like, I'm hearing this story and I'm like, well, first of all, like red flag that he's, you know, eight years older and yeah, wanting and to date an like 18 year old. Yeah, that's weird. But just on, you know, the surface of having that issue of like, yeah, I have all these coworkers and I keep telling myself I'm not going to get involved and then I do. Yeah. Like, I get it. Like, there is something about like There's a workplace flirt because you know you can't and you shouldn't. That is why, lady. Yeah, that yeah. is why. <laughs> well, you, yeah. And it's just so like, Oh my god! Well, it's giving like, like TV. Yeah, it's just especially giving, like, drama. working as a lifeguard, where you're like hot. Yeah. Oh my god, that's like just I would a, a bathing suit, baby. Good luck to you, <laughs> yeah. viewer. I yeah, hope yeah, you can keep yeah. it up with not flirting with anyone at work. But like, yes, I get it. But maybe, maybe we just keep keep them a little more in the yeah. age range and yeah. just flirt with them. You don't want to date someone you work with because then yeah. you see them all the time. Just flirt Let with them, guys. Bit, just you know? flirt with them. Just That's flirt it. With them. Don't That's nothing time. else. I promise. <laughs> and then you don't have to stick to one. Hello. <laughs> Sorry, we say it's... all three in relationships. Just flirt. Just flirt. You don't want just one man. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. What's the Louder. next? <laughs> no, but there. But like, I like I That's can look true. back on that time. With fondness, oh, oh, yeah, having yeah, like yeah, your yeah, work yeah. flirt, yeah, yes. you know. Well, but 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 I have a question. Work like nowadays, you have a husband and wife. Are these you know sometimes like oh like ha, ha, work ha, husbands? my work husbands and my work wives? Like I okay, to be wait, honest, I'm not crazy about, about those. Yeah, like yeah, like that well, kind of like as Sierra says, I like to look back in fondness in those. But currently, 
if you have yeah. a, like you shouldn't be having work husbands and work wives well you can i just personally as a monogamous person would per- would feel so hurt yeah. as your wife i'd be like oh that's your work wife so well, i also like, and maybe I'm just don't label it as that yeah well and also the tea is you spend more time at work than you do at home yeah <sighs> and that's like i think that's where i'm like okay what your little grocery store girlfriend clerk okay fine right you see them when you go grocery shopping once a week and that's fine you flirt whatever uh, whatever but somebody that you work with like hours a day so much of your that day also we are probably are not in communication because i'm doing whatever i'm working your work i, I don't know i don't know that's why though. i want to i wanted to raise it i yeah. mean ladies like that, that that's know. where it i don't yeah dicey. i don't think i'm a fan really no. i've heard it said my mom always says everyone wants a work wife no one really wants a work husband <laughs> and I think that's because you're like for especially like older generation, a lot of them, it's the person making sure you took your lunch. It's like, yeah, making right. sure you're hydrated. If you have a lot on your thing, they're checking. It's like treating you with decent respect. And I think a lot of people need that in the workplace, women to women. But also if you look at other structures, it's like men being like, you're going to emotionally regulate me while I'm at work like my mm. wife does at home. And that's mm. just icky. Right. And takes care of me. Yeah. Well, and who's going to mommy me when, <laughs> when no, she's not around? Literally. But yeah. I also feel like on, this, on the flip side of that, like that's like generally, right, like a woman's perspective. But like for men, it's like this is an opportunity for me mm. to like flirt with other women that are not my wife. And I can't really get in trouble for it because I'm at work. Yeah. I'm working. And I'm a... That's where I'm saying it's and dicey. It's harder, harder to get caught. I'm at work. What are you going to say? She's I'm, my I'm doing something at work. Like She's I'm working. She's my coworker. You're like, exactly. That's the point. That's the problem. Mm. And that's the thing where I feel like if people want to cheat, they can always find a way. Period. So it's like, it's not the fact that you're working with, you know, the, the gender that you're attracted to. It's the fact that you are already in that mindset. Yeah. Because uh-huh. like, Anyone can, if you're attracted to men and you work with men, you can just work with men yeah. and not take it further. Right. It, but it, if you're already in that mindset. You mm-hmm. just will. Yeah. 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 On the side of really, uh, boyfriend, husbands and wives, the coworkers that you really ride or die with, I love you. Oh, and yeah, I see yeah, you. yeah. Like yes. the coworkers yeah. that you're like, yeah. you make this shift so much more bearable. Yeah. Shout out to you guys. Yeah. Well, and also the other thing too is like when you're, partner your spouse or even your friend is like oh this co-worker that i work with love them they make work so lit like and they know and we and we're cool and we're cool you like like them uh, like adjacent yeah you, like don't know them like you don't see them or really like know who they are but like they your person that is telling you this is like feeling taken care of and like feeling fulfilled and you're like i fuck with you like yeah you're doing it yeah mm-hmm. yeah because like we mentioned, you spend a lot of time doing work. So you I hope you love working. what you're doing and who you're working with and your boss yeah. and everything because it's a lot of your brain space. That's yeah. been like the yeah. best part about like building this team yeah. Yeah. is like yeah. I've just like I'm around the best people yeah. all day. Yeah. Like I get to work with some of my best friends and like the people who I've hired who we weren't friends before, like we just hired them. We right. are now friends. Yeah. <laughs> like right. yeah. everyone yeah. is just so on the same page and it's yeah. been like such a cool experience because you're so right. You're around the people you work with all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And I Like, not even at home. Yeah. Or not doing things outside of work. Rachel mm-hmm. and her husband at work, so. 
Rachel met her husband at work. Right. Oh, okay. Right. See? Some success stories, right. though. <laughs> Listen, and if you got it like that, get it like that. I know. Yeah. <laughs> get it like that. Yeah. You know? So, and and honest, and sometimes it can work out. Sometimes mm-hmm. it works out. So many people meet at work. I mean, that's And they fall the, in love. They yeah. do. And we love that. That's like that's like a 2000s rom-com. Yes. They it work totally together. Is. It's like it's like what is that what is that movie with Jennifer Lopez? Is it Made in Manhattan? Yeah. And she's like the maid or whatever and yeah, she like yeah. pretends that she's like not the maid yeah. and then he falls in love. Yeah, whatever. I hate those movies. But I know that one. <laughs> I know that one. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of dating and work, I have another group Ooh. chat submission. Okay. So, anonymous says OMG, so I was single in college and working as a server at a restaurant. One night I was bored on Tinder and matched with some random guy. One thing led to another and we exchanged nudes. He ghosted, no big deal. But then he came into the restaurant I worked at like a week later on a date and I had to wait his table. No. It was so embarrassing. I couldn't tell if he recognized me, but I definitely recognized him. Worst thing, too, he was a bad tipper. Uh, that is brutal. Okay, wait. Let me make sure I have the Carfax. She sent nudes to she the guy. She sent nudes to the guy. Ghosted. They, he ghosted. Mm-hmm. And then he came to the restaurant. With a on a date, date with someone else. On a date. Yep. And she had to serve the she table. She was waiting their date, and she recognized him. She wasn't sure if he recognized her. Because he didn't acknowledge it. He sent nudes too. They exchanged. Okay, so the, mu- the, oh, mutual oh, nudes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> mutual okay. Nudity. Okay. Whoa. That's brutal. That's brutal. Also, that, is that brutal. work to deal with, like, but then, okay, so now we're mixing personal and work life yeah. on accident. Because also, what if that guy didn't know? Mm-hmm. Like, who's to say they, like, really chatted about, like, life? Like, what if they just, like, matched, exchanged nudes and, like, that was it? Yeah. yeah. I think that is what happened. Yeah, I but don't. And then having to that. wait somebody who you not even a week prior saw naked and then never heard again for just both of them. Right? Do we Awkward. think the guy knew? Do we think that he like saw Jaden's now in your head? I don't think so. <laughs> I feel like I mean, it depends. Maybe the nudes were giving below the neck. Right, oh, right, right, right. And maybe his weren't. You're so right. And that's right. why she knew. You're so right. But actually, but that no, because they met on Tinder. Oh, yeah. there would be yeah, yeah. That, you're right. We forgot that, but there's pictures. His face. So yeah. he definitely saw them. her. So he saw her profile. They, yeah, yeah. He must have just been like, "Damn, she looks really familiar." Like, yeah, I've maybe seen or her maybe online. he just like pretended like that wasn't the tea. But also, like, what to say? What in that situation? Right. Like, what do you say? Like, hey, hey, nice boobs, nice boobs. And then I didn't talk to you, and now I'm and here, now I'm with, here with, someone with someone else. else. <laughs> someone else's boobs. Ah, oh, dang. <laughs> Sorry, girl. That's Sorry. Tough. Do you think he's gonna talk to them in a baby voice? Is it the same man? Don't bring that man up Ew. in here. If you God. miss the dating horror stories episode, I'm going to oh link it God. in the description. Yes. But like, I literally still think about that story. So weird. And you remember he asked, did you like Jake or whatever? Did you like Kyle? Kyle. Mm, mm, no, we're done. What? Oh, ma'am, this is God. a Chili's. Ma'am, this is a Chili's. <laughs> ew, ew. Oh my God. That was so You guys have the best stories. Listen, yeah. listen. Should we do one more? We have. Yes. Okay. Yes. On that Keep sending them, please. I'm sorry at your expense. Yeah. But listen. But thank you. The world needs to know. America, we need to know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so this is from Melanie. Hi, Melanie. Hi, Melanie. Hi. I used to be a cake decorator at Walmart. I once had a deal with a very upset customer who returned an ice cream cake because she didn't know it had to be kept in the freezer. (laughs) Okay. Mm -hmm. Even though it was made of ice cream and very clearly purchased from a freezer she brought it back soggy 
cardboard box and all, on a cookie sheet. I even had to wash her cookie sheet off after disposing of all the melted cake. Ugh. And return it to her. Then write on a new ice cream cake and hand it to her while explaining it needed to be kept frozen with a straight face. I don't know if this is funny to anyone else, but it was the epitome of the customer is always right. Customer service would also return the cakes that were brought in from grocery store chains that were 99% eaten and they didn't like it. Okay, push pause. That is so funny to me. <laughs> That's to, like, so eat funny. something and be like, this was bad. This was bad. They're like, ma'am, you ate you everything. ate everybody. Yeah, you licked the plate. Stop. Yeah, it was terrible. Wait, 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 wait. I just need to jump in here. One time I had Please. someone come to Aeropostal to return sandals that I checked the skew were like seven years old and they were black on the front and back. Like they were worn <laughs> all through the streets. And she's like, return them. I could not. I was like, ma'am, I can't return these. And I had to get my manager to come by and tell her that she can't return. But you will not believe how many times people will wear mm, right. clothes to the bone right. and say it never fit. Yeah. She said those chunklas never fit. I said, girl, those chunklas were you. Fit too good. <laughs> they fit too they good. They fit too good. Yeah. God, so, people so are. Returning yeah. half a cake and be like, mm, that's not good. I totally believe it. Especially no, absolutely. At Costco. That's like a big yeah. thing. Oh, yeah, because, well, they have to take everything back, right? Costco and I think also Nordstrom both have mm. like really, really generous return policies to the point that it's like two of them. You should much. probably like add a ruler five. Yes. People are getting crazy out here. Something of uh, appears to be worn more than seven times yeah. should be <laughs> in the label. There's no tag. This is ripped. We haven't made this in four years. Okay. Um, so then she continues to say, I'm a nurse now, and the stories I have on this are so crazy, but for some reason, I always think about the ice cream cake lady. <laughs> have a good day, guys. Can't wait to hear the new episodes. Heart. Oh, thank you, Melody. <laughs> thank you, Melody. So oh, sweet. Oh, my God. But also, crazy. I, actually, I can't imagine being a nurse, and like those have to be crazy stories. People come in like in hysteria. Yeah. In, my like, sister-in-law is a... Wait, what did you say? Nurse? Yeah. Wait, why'd you say Costco? I didn't. Oh, I thought you said people come in hysterical to a Costco. No, I said people come in to hospitals in hysteria. Oh, I was about to be like, (laughs) my sister-in-law's a nurse, and then, you know, she tells us all the crazy stories. I was like, wait, a nurse at a Costco? (laughs) Is there something I'm missing here? Costco's have hospitals now. Do they actually? No. 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 Well, they have a pharmacy. They have a a florist. They've got everything. You could have fooled me. You get a hot dog. (laughs) Yeah. Good hot dogs, too. Yeah. That's not what we're talking about. However, imagine the stories the nurses have. Oh, yeah. It's like my my sister-in-law, because she works uh, in a hospital, so she does three shifts a week, uh, and right now she's doing overnights. And so th- the stories, bananas. They, I mean, I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine that and, like, stories with, like, parents. Like, we were just talking about, like, kids stuff, parents. Kids are high stakes, and kids are, like, also bananas. But also on the other side of that, like, working with kids can be so heartwarming i had an experience when i was working as a birthday party princess where you know usually we would get a party inquiry they'd say how many kids you know where it is da, 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 da. and um the the boss of the party company called me i was like hey i got this kind of strange inquiry so i'm gonna call and get more details but i want to see if you're available first they want rapunzel and it says it's for one kid and it's on a tuesday so like i don't know if that was like an error but i'm gonna call so she calls and it was a little girl who was going through chemo um, and had cancer and the parents wanted to do something nice for her yeah, and, and have yeah. a princess come to her house mm-hmm. and play with her and sing songs. And so the woman from the party company called me back and she was like, hey, here's the information she gave it to me. She said, I don't want to charge them. Um, are you willing to volunteer your time? And mm. I was like, I would love to. Like mm-hmm. that, that sounds like a, a really special thing to do. And I went 
And I spent like an hour or two with this little girl and she was so sweet and like we sang songs together and we played and she was just, you know, she was a kid. Like she was going through this really traumatic thing, but she was just a kid. And she she was like any of the other kids at the birthday parties who have all these questions for the princess. And I remember at the end, she was like, she was like three or four. She was really young, but she was like, in your movie, like you were really sad because like you were in a tower. And sometimes I get sad because like I have to go to the hospital and that's like a tower. But like you got out. And I was like, oh my God. Like it was so, I don't know. There's like something about those experiences with kids where like they're bananas and they're off the wire. But it is high stakes because it means so much to them. Yeah. I 100% agree. And just that story just took me back to when I used to work for the YMCA. I worked for the YMCA at the after school program and then Boys and Girls Club, like in between those two. And that is when I got close to the kids and you can see their lives and the things that they go on. And when I worked at the Boys and Girls Club, it was very like low income families. And I remember the job was more about like those kids and like the job itself. It was, mm-hmm. I remember one day I was, I had like the Friday off or whatever. It was not my day to go to work, but we always went to the school to go pick up the kids and we would walk the kids back to the boys and girls club. And I showed up on Monday the next day and this, one of the little boys that I was, I was so close with came up to me and was like, you weren't here on Friday. Where were you? There was no one to ask me how my day at school was to uh. on Friday. Where were you? I missed you. And just like, he didn't have a mom or dad or like any sort of accountability. And it shows you how important me asking how his day at school right, was right. every single day. And so I was like realizing the impact on like these kids just and they, they tell you and confide in you. And like the most like you, you hear some stuff, you know, and just hearing that, like nobody asked me how my day was. I'm like, you're six. Right. Yeah. What do yeah. you mean? Right, right. Because your grandma who barely can get to come pick you up here comes at you at the latest thing because she can't and it's like and I just I saw kids for so much but it was I think that that job the the toughest part was seeing the kids for Mm -hmm. and not being able to like literally help them you know I think it's easy to forget that kids are people Mm -hmm. because they are so like out of control and like bananas whatever (laughs) literally do whatever because they're just kids but then they are in hospitals, right? Or they don't have anyone to pick them up or just like are kids who have like, you know, cushioned lives, whatever. It doesn't matter. But like, they're still people and you forget until they say some real shit and you're like, oh yeah, right. Right. Forgot. Yeah. Because I I already see myself like so different from you because you're a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, and you know what they say? They're like, oh, what what could you be so sad about? You know, you're just a kid. Live, laugh, love. And you're like, the kid's like, yeah, but like I'm living, I'm doing some real shit, dog. Like, yeah. and you're like, oh yeah, right, yeah, right, humans. Yeah. So when I had to leave, oh, I'm sure that was a mess. It was so like it was leaving the kids. I was just like, no. I was like, you I felt can't. like you were abandoning. Them. I did because yeah. so many have that. Like that's the tricky part. Like sometimes that program is like after school. There's no like someone to watch over them. So those mm-hmm. kids specifically were very much like needing outside attention and like just homework help. Like we're doing. Well, and the the role that you're playing in those kids' lives, like, yeah, your job is to, like, help them with their activities or their homework. Or, like, for me, it was to teach voice. For you, it was to teach dance. Like, whatever it is, like, with kids, sometimes that's, like, the secondary job. Right. And the first job is, like, being there, being a present figure in their life, being reliable, being trustworthy. Like, 
I remember one of the hardest parts about when I left that voice teaching job was one of the little girls would always come in and I'd always ask them how their day was. And she would like tell me about how things were going at school and how she was getting bullied. And we'd like try to bring that into her music and and work on that. And, And it was really important for her to have that time. And she was really sad when I was leaving. And like I now as a parent, Grace is just starting to do activities. Still, all of her activities are like with me. It's Mm -hmm, like a parent and me class at the nature center and her ballet class. But I now see as Grace is forming bonds with these teachers, how important those figures are in kids' lives. And like, I hope you know how impactful I'm sure that was with those kids. And, you know, maybe they remember that and they think back and they're like, oh my God, like Paloma, she was the coolest. Or maybe they're just like, changed forever internally mm-hmm. from right. that experience but no matter which it is they were impacted by you being there mm-hmm. and asking how their day was yeah mm-hmm. and totally. i can only oh, i can only hope that grace will have people in her life like like you to be that for yeah. her yeah yeah i know i honestly retweet to you the same like you yeah. teaching voice lesson and that yeah. being there for these children and just seeing them and i think that that's something that the three of us have where we like can see people and like mm-hmm. feel them and so mm-hmm. that's really awesome to know that we have had the opportunity to have that influence with kids yeah yeah well i mean i think that's what makes teachers and adults in kids lives so important and the stakes are high because some adults are terrible you know and it's yeah. like we have the opportunity as adults to like do good in kids lives yeah and it's so obviously so important and so impactful and I don't think people really take enough time to think about how much it affects kids, good or bad. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And I mean, the kids are just sponges. They just look to you. And they just trust you. I mean, silly me talking about 15 years old and Arrow and I just like trusted my boss that she wasn't going to lead me in the wrong way. I'm 15. Right. Now imagine how different that experience would have been had you had a boss who looked out for your best interest. Right. Who cared about you. Yep. Who like was invested in you. Yep. Mm. Yep. How different would that have been? Mm. Right. And that's crazy you bring that up because I feel that here now right, with my right. new job. Right. In a different space. Like, right. Yeah. Supported. Yeah. Heard. Like, just. Seen. I, yeah. I feel, I feel like I was not nervous coming into this job. I mean, I think we started working together in 2020. Yeah. TBT. TBT. <laughs> Damn. Um, so it's coming up on three years now, but. Then I was just like, oh, I'm excited because it's going to be this, this, and it's going to be so fun. But then old work, you know, inner dialogue started happening. What if I don't do this thing? What if I don't perform well? I'm like, so, and she's like a public figure. and like, all this, all, everything, right? And even when I definitely think that I wasn't performing at my best, I knew that I could be like, hey, I'm struggling with this thing. I'm just having a hard time balancing or whatever the case was. I knew that I could go to you and be like, hey, this thing, this thing. And you were like, tight. Well, let's figure it out together. Or like, take your time, figure, like, whatever. Like, it was never like, you're going to yell at me. <laughs> of course I'm going to get in trouble. Like, yeah. But like, why would I not think that? But, right. I'm, I, but because of your past experiences, right? right? Yeah. And right. I'm, I'm so glad you feel that way. I feel like, honestly, my like priority in our team is making sure that everyone feels comfortable everyone feels like they're on even playing ground with me everyone feels like they are supported and like cared about as a person first and as a team member second mm-hmm. yeah and i feel like that is it's it's such a crucial thing to do and i love that i feel like that is also reciprocated from you guys 
And it's been really amazing, you know, as things have grown. And now, like, I, I, for a long time, I was like, I'm a full time YouTuber. Like, that mm-hmm. is what I do. And, you know, I have like some people who work with me too that are, you know, part time helping me out here, here, here. And now it's like, I'm actually not a full time YouTuber anymore, which is bananas to say. And right. I wouldn't be able to do that without this team who I'm able to delegate to because now, I get to be 50-50. I'm 50% of the time I'm a stay-at-home mom and 50% of the time I'm a YouTuber and an influencer and, you know, running this business with you guys. And yeah. it's it's really cool because I would not be able to have both without mm-hmm. you guys. Right. Yeah. I think we're all, uh, you know, everyone on the team is in a unique position to be working for a business that we're all helping grow you know, you started this and you grew it from the point where you were like, okay, I need help. And now it feel it really genuinely feels like we all have like not stake in it. Like, yeah, but I mean, that's not the word I want to use. We all have influence, perhaps. Yeah, like, maybe just a say in it, I yeah, guess. To like build this together. Yeah. And sometimes it doesn't like sometimes it can't feel that way. Like with other businesses, people are like, This is my business and I hired all of you and you work and you for work me. For me, yeah. But which this I hate. feels like we work together. Yes. And we are all like pitching ideas and starting things and like trying things. And it's all like we're all in this melting pot of like, we just want this business to be successful. Yeah. And we want all of us to like do this thing together. And that's really what it feels like. It mm-hmm. feels like we're doing Good. this all together. The difference has been substantial. I mean, first of all, just the support I have here and like the creativeness. I that I think like you just said, we just like get together and like create. I love that. And I feel like I don't have that say in like my other stuff because I do social media for other uh, companies, but it's very much like, okay, this is what we're doing. This is what you got to do. Just execute it. But on the Schultzy side, it's like, this is what we got to do, but like, what are your thoughts? And let's, yeah. and I get to have that creative juices and impact and say like it, like that influence that you're saying. Yeah. And I feel like I'm represented within the yeah, creation yeah. and I don't feel like I feel that as much with my other content stuff, but, um, you know, it's, it's a collective. And it's, now you're also, so you, you work for Schultz, you work mm-hmm. for, you know, other companies doing their social media. But now you also work for you with your own social media stuff. And don't count that out because that is a big part of the time that you spend. You are so right about that. And I think I forget that I just it it it, in my side hustle, my my influencing like that really is like I put so much time and effort into that. And being my own boss part time kind of is tough where you're like, okay, you need to get this out and I'll figure out how the hell to schedule it. Like amongst everything else and motivating yourself and believing in yourself because if yeah. it's not Chelsea related, I can't look to Sierra and be like, okay, this is going to be amazing, right? Just walk me through it. Like, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, th- yeah. that support. And it's just like, it's on me. Like, I have to be like, does this speak to your brand? Do you yeah. trust in this? And well, it's, it's also you giving time into something that currently, like, re- isn't bringing in, like, funds. Correct. It's an investment. It's yeah. an investment. Absolutely. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's hard to, like, schedule time around that when, like, you need to do things that pay your bills, but, like, yeah. you're also trying to do this other thing. Like, so I would just like to make yeah. a big shout out to my physical planner. I live by <laughs> yes. you and because yes. of her, I know. And I, I and that's what I do with, I'll do, I'll work my nine to five. And then at five o'clock, I start working for myself from yeah. for an hour or two and do that side gig. And yeah, it's, we're doing yeah. it, babies. Listen, shout out to everybody with side hustles, whether that's influencing, you're crocheting shit, you're building shit, it doesn't even matter, who cares. 
you're doing the thing. Yeah. Because we all, we all, everybody in this room knows what it's like to have your nine to five or your like main job and your side hustle that you're like working your ass off for. So mm-hmm. shout out to you. Mm-hmm. And you're now starting to see yeah. the fruits of your the labor. The fruits of my labor. Can I say, <laughs> you with that Harper Wilde ad you did have been all over That's my Instagram. A, I get so many texts they from all of you. That. They're like, I've seen you five times this week, bitch. Like, get out of here. And I'm like, sorry. <laughs> that yeah, is amazing. You're gonna, you and that Harper Wild ad, uh, ad is going to be the new, whoa, you've been scrolling no. for way too long. Me, they're going to be sending you're hate in my DMs. <laughs> they're going to be like, get out of here. No, but it's such, it's such a good ad. I'm like, no, oh. yes. You know what's funny, though? Because a lot of the times with sponsorships like that, you know, you pay, you are compensated for their ability to run it as an ad it's like that's separate from you creating the content and sometimes they'll like just put a little bit into it and then if it doesn't do super well they won't but then if it does perform really well they'll just keep doing it keep doing it keep doing it which i think is what's happening with that yeah i saw it on facebook and i was like yeah shut up yeah and that's what happened to me one time with this one fabletics picture i'm in like an orange set and like a puffer jacket and i have my hand up i totally know i think i I took that picture i think you did I don't know what it was about that picture (laughs) that performed well as an ad, but I swear they used that as an ad for like three years. And I think that's what I think it I think you are Harper Wild, baby. You You are. (laughs) But it is cool, right? You're now you invested so much of that time in what was your side hustle that now it's becoming the main hustle. It is, it is. It is. And and honestly, and with 20 whatever, like that's the hopes for here too. Like it's like we're like doing the thing because obviously we love it. And it's a business that we get to do together. And with like everyone, there's so many people in this room that you cannot see. But there are many people in here and all of the people in here and outside of this room make it happen. And I love working with all women and Steven. And (laughs) it's amazing. I love it here. It is the best. (laughs) It's the best. I I love it. I love it. And I love getting to be around you guys. It's it's so nice. And it's one of those things where I do see comments sometimes that are like, why do you have such a big team? And I think, first of all, I don't think most influencers are honest about mm. the team they have. Yeah. Oh, I think really? most people hide it a little bit. And yeah. I'm like, why would I hide this? Look at the amazing work these people are doing. Mm-hmm. And also, like, I could do everything myself and I would be miserable. I Burnt The content out. wouldn't be as good. And what, I'm just going to hoard everything I'm making to myself? Like, right. why would I not want to be a job creator? And why would I not want to be able to work with my friends and with these amazing, talented people? And at the same time, get their amazing, amazing creative work and perspective. Yeah. And well, and at the end of the day, also, it's better for you. Yes. Because you get to do more things. You get to make more content without like the worry of like how to then executing the content. Right. Mm -hmm. You get to make the content and then delegate. Yeah. And that's like like it it helps everyone. Yeah. Everyone gets Gets a piece. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm sorry. I have to pause. The way you flip your hair with that cord. It's, like, I okay. have watched you <laughs> this doing it all episode. episode. Okay. Have you seen this here? Yes. It's all, the whole episode, just, but I keep seeing oh, it. I'm I like, just, I know it's ugly and I'm but, trying to move it, but I'm trying but to be with chill intention. with it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But it's the way you're flipping it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. I just wanted it was to distracting. Sorry. No, I, I see it. Yeah. Putting the non-existent <laughs> hair behind the ear. And on that, uh, yeah. we're going to go ahead and end this episode because our camera batteries are blinking red. We have yes. been talking for way too long. But I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, we certainly enjoyed being here. Yes. And uh, send us a text on the group chat. Leave a comment. Let us know any of your amazing or not so amazing job experiences that you want to share. And uh, we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.